Trick or treat. Bang, bang. We're not, that's at the like middle of the episode. It's the best line. It is the best line, but we, we got to build to it. Uh, you're right. So I, I don't know if I ever actually told you this, but my grandfather's name is Harold Bingo. He invented Bingo. Your grandfather? My grandfather, Harold Bingo, invented Bingo. Did I ever tell you that? No, you, you never told me that. True story. And we've known each other for a long time. That's true. And you'd think that would come up because we both do like Bingo. Yeah, and, and none of your family members are named Bingo either. No, or Harold. It's interesting. Interesting. So this so, is a great episode. This is a great episode. I didn't even remember how many good parts there are to it until the end. Like, Larry is so good in all of these, like, argument scenes. Like, it, it's it's a great episode. And not to mention that this episode has some of what I think to be, like, absolutely the finest of curb plot writing out there and yeah it is a good plot not only is it good like actually like larry basically wins in this episode like larry like, wins and the plot just like weaves itself so almost like masterfully throughout yeah this you episode. really like those when everything intertwines like there's a reason for everything and it comes back like everything in this episode makes sense they do call outs to what's going to happen later in the episode they even explain very, very small things. It's just a great episode. It is. So, so okay, so let's get started. At, at dinner, um, Harold Bingo. It's, it's a great line. It's it's great. I actually really like uh, Cheryl and Cliff Cobb's conversation that they're having about the Amazon. Eh, I was trying to find amusement in that and, and didn't think it was that good. Just what he's saying, like, it's really beautiful, particularly west of the river, up north a little bit. <laughs> I, I I do remember that. I did like that line. The Amazon like, is 3,500 miles long. <laughs> like, Yeah, just, just go to the west side and you're fine. The west side is the best of the Amazon. Uh, yeah, no, that was, that was good. I mean, I like Larry's delivery of the, uh, so we should have sex sometime also. Yeah, I guess it's like the beginning of the theme of Larry's going to cheat on Cheryl, which pervades the series for a long time. Does it? It's a big plot point in season four. Um, that's not cheating though that that's it's with permission that's per- permissible cheating okay all right any, anyway um so so d- dinner scene was good um the when he's whistling wagner or wagner <laughs> um i mean that that's a great argument with that guy yeah it turns out larry's a great whistler yeah he actually i actually he whistles a fair amount in other episodes too i think but he's very good he, he, he is good. I actually took note of that also. Um, he, he's, he's right on pitch. He's, he's on tune. He's good. Um, but this argument is great. You're right. Uh, Larry's I, got some great lines in it. Best line of the argument is, do you want to check my penis? Yeah. Best line. By far. Are you a Jew? Do, do you want to check my penis? And then he's just yelling like, you, sir, win $100. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. Like you can tell, I, I, I think it's all improvised and like, it's great because Larry's not even listening to their guy. Like you just like he's just going off and like insulting him and making fun of him. And I mean, his whole body language is, is great. Like that's him at his best. Yeah. And so I don't know if you noticed, but right after when Cliff Cobb comes over, he says to Larry, oh, yeah, that guy, he lives a few blocks away from you. Yeah. Which is a really nice way of explaining how Larry would just be randomly driving by his house. Of course I noticed. Of course you think, think that's, it's gonna a, be a- that's a great little, you know, like smart writing on their part. No, no, that that is, uh, and and one more besides the check my penis. Um, when the the guy, I keep forgetting the guy's name. It's like, have you lost your Judaism? And Larry's goes around Judaism. Where are you? Like, 
they they mentioned his name really quickly. I didn't write it down. Oh, and I meant to go back and look, but I didn't. Um, anyway, uh, so after that, Larry uh, going into work. Antoinette is on the phone again. Yep. Um, I like how he greets the sec- his secretary with trick or treat. Oh, does he go that say that going in? Yeah, that the first thing he says to her is trick or treat. Oh, I didn't realize that. But one thing that I did catch, which makes me happy, which I don't think is a coincidence, I think I mentioned this before, is when she says the Cobb salad was invented by Bob Cobb. Now, do you know where the name Bob Cobb comes up in Larry David's previous work? Um, off the top of my head, no, I don't. Bob Cobb is the name of the maestro in Seinfeld who dates Elaine and insists on being called maestro, even though he conducts like the Queen's Philharmonic Cinema or sim- yeah, some symphony. Interesting good catch so is that a coincidence i don't know two two bob cobbs it's kind of a funny name bob cobb it, it, it's a good name i i can't imagine it's a coincidence okay I, I i agree um so so i didn't have anything else until uh until the trick-or-treat scene um let's see one more i really like when when antoinette is telling him that she found out this research. I really like the contrast between Larry's like utter excitement at this. Like it's the best news he's gotten all day. And Antoinette just like can't care less about no, this. She, like she, stupid. She's, yeah. She, she does not understand like why this is her job. I don't think, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's hilarious. Every time Larry gives her like, fu- like stupid assignments, like she gives really funny reactions. Like there's one scene later on when like he asked her to get mints for his car and it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that's great news for him. I mean, he, you know, nothing's going to make him happier than bringing that back up later. Not at all. So then we come to the probably the best scene in the episode, uh, the trick or treat scene. Yes. Uh, although I don't think the scene with the girls is as good as the scene with the cops the next morning. No, I mean the girls are just like indifferent. They're they're just like bratty teenagers. No, they're they're bratty teenagers, and Larry's responses are good. And I mean, my favorite line is. They say, like, it's Halloween. You're supposed to give us candy. He said, that doesn't mean you're entitled to go to people's homes and bilk them out of candy. Like, that's exactly what you're entitled to do on Halloween. Yeah. Like, it's, it's exactly what you're entitled to do. Um, but, the, I mean, the next morning, like, the, the, the entire scene with the cops is great. Um, I actually really like the way that the cop played it, too, which I hadn't noticed before. But I actually think he did a really good job of, like, playing it, like, really straight and... Like, he had a lot of, like, subtly really funny lines back to Larry, actually. Yeah, he played it, like, really, like, really hard-assed. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I'm dealing with this this bald man who's just <laughs> going to tell me that, like, th- these these kids have f- committed a felony because he yeah. didn't give them candy. Well, I mean, the, the first great part is uh, he describes them as dark hair, 20 years old. The, the best part about that is how the ages keep going up. Yep. From 13 to 16 or 17, and then the cop has dark hair, 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, and I like the way that he describes her as Elvira-ish. And yeah. And they're like, oh, so she oh, was so, wearing so, a costume. So, yeah. And, and then obviously, when, when he's talking about hate crimes and uh, the, the black cop's like, look, I'm bald, I'm not offended by that. Uh, sir, we don't actually consider you part of the bald community. We're a sect. Classic curb line. Yeah. We're we're a sect. You shave your head to be fashionable. We don't consider you a part of our ball community. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> and then the best line is uh was there a threat? Yeah. I I, I completely misread that, that was my next note because that's by far the best line. Yeah. No trick. Was there a threat? Trick. Uh, it's a threat. 
No thread, yeah. Except the trick. Trick or treat. No treat, trick. And he just points at him. Trick. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> trick or treat. Bang bang. Like that that line that's one of my favorite Larry lines ever. Well, there, there's no thread except for the trick part. Like he's telling a cop that he was threatened because two teenage girls said trick or treat to him on Halloween. Like, add that up. <laughs> yeah, he, he has to, like he's Larry David. He has to justify it somehow. You know what this scene actually reminded me of, just to call ahead? It, it, in terms of both scenes are, like, almost unbelievable how kind of, like, stupid they are for Larry's sake. But I just, but they're both hilarious that he gets away with it. It's in season five when he's arguing with the doctor about bingo and, like, saying that the college getting like, a $1 kickback, remember? Uh-huh. It, in the nursing home. Like, this just – I don't know why I'm jumping ahead there. Like, this scene just very much reminded me – of that and like Larry's argument is so stupid, but he pulls it off anyway just because of how funny it is. Yeah. And so then we go to what apparently is Jeff's new office. Yeah, is it different? It is different. Jeff has a new office. Okay. Jeff has a new office. And they have this like motley crew of stereotypical smokers. Yeah. Which Larry has to run through twice. On. I think in my mind that it does. Maybe it has nothing else to do in this episode. Right, because that's the thing. What's the point of it in this episode? But I remember, if, like, I have it in my mind, Larry complaining to Jeff about smokers outside his building. So I think it comes up this season. It's it's really weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, though, I didn't, I didn't take too much out of that scene with Jeff. No, like almost nothing that they said had any consequence. Um, in fact, it's kind of a low point in the in the episode. Right. Then, though, going to the scene when Larry wakes Cheryl up, uh, with with the orchestra is also great. Yeah. So 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 my first note on that is many times throughout um is when Jeff first shows up wearing his golf outfit with that hat. <laughs> like many times Larry refers to Jeff as a fat idiot throughout the season or throughout the series like this is Je- Jeff just walks out the door and looks like a fat idiot. Like <laughs> The smile on his face, his hat is way too small for his head. The golf outfit, there's like he's playing it so well. Like he just looks like a fat idiot. Like I just not <laughs> laughing when I saw him walk through that door. No, I'm laughing now just like thinking about his dumb expression that's on his face. How he and the facial expressions are great. And then like he smiles, like waves to show, like, oh happy birthday. Like everything's like is great. He clearly sees that something's going on. Waves yeah. says happy birthday, and Larry's like, go outside, go, go outside. He's like clearly very angry at him, and Jeff just stands there. Yeah, just stands there, and then he has like a blank expression. Then Larry comes out and explains to him, Jeff's like, what's all this? And Larry's like, oh, the bracelet had to cancel, so I had to do this. Jeff's just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Such a good reaction with like that same smile on his face. Like, <laughs> that's actually one of like my... Like, it's very subtle, like, but that's one of my favorite Jeff scenes ever. The more I watch that, I rewatched that scene like three times. And him just walking through the door, the way he looked. Yeah, he just plays it so well. Yeah, you, you hit it. Like he looks like a fat idiot. Yeah, it just, it just, <laughs> it's, it's the perfect description. Like he is a fat idiot in that scene. Uh, and then, I mean, that's it. I, I, I like that Larry got to win at the end. Like it, it's a nice, it's a nice episode for him. Unlike most, where he kind of. Loses at the end with everything comes back to bite him. One minor thing that always bothers me about the end of this episode is that it's noticeably darker on their front lawn. Oh, yeah. It's nighttime. It's it's nighttime. 
Like, did Larry do that first? Like, I don't understand. Did Larry do that first? Is that just, like, bad cinematography? Bad so shot guess, placement? Well, did- I guess you're supposed to think, like, he rented out the orchestra, so he just took them over there, right? But the other thing is, the orchestra in Larry's house is a four-piece, and outside the lawn is, like, a ten-piece. So it's not even the same people. Yeah, it's almost like perhaps they had written this episode such that the original draft was Larry goes first to... He rents the orchestra first to piss off the guy, and then he realizes that it's a good gift to Cheryl, and he just, like, re-gifts the orchestra to her. Interesting. That's a that's a good way of thinking about it. In fact, I even think that would be funnier. Yeah, especially with the re-gifting. But, alas, that didn't happen. That was a good episode, though. Great episode. Trick or treat, bang, bang.